and thank you for listening to Cruising the Waves podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing you cruise information right from the source, right from the people who work in the industry. Each week, I will be bringing you a new podcast with a representative from the cruise lines, river and ocean cruise lines, and also expedition cruises too. This way, you get the information straight from the source. Factual information, not rumors or people guessing what's going to happen, but real information from those who work in the industry. I meet each week with my BDM, who is my business development manager from each cruise line. They have the inside scoop on all the news from the high seas. I have also met with some tourist boards from the ports you will visit. This way you can learn about what destination you want to visit as well. Remember to check out Plenty of Sunshine Travel on the web for all the blog posts that are written for each and every podcast. You will also find on this page all the group cruises we have planned. We've locked in some amazing rates and some great perks, so check those out too. Also check out our YouTube channel, Plenty of Sunshine Travel, to see pictures and videos of everything discussed here today. Want to get in on the conversation? Visit us on Instagram and Facebook. Here you will be updated on what the focus of our upcoming discussions will be. Feel free to post any questions you might have and I'll be sure to include those in the episodes for you. For help in booking your own cruise experience that was discussed on this week's topic or any other vacation you can dream of, you can contact me at Kathleen at Plenty of Sunshine Travel. In this week's Cruise in the Waves podcast, episode 12, we are meeting with Charmaine from Talk Cruises, and they have been a family-owned company for 95 years. They really make you feel like family when you cruise along with them. And they have such incredible immersive experiences. I really love how on every single cruise, there's always a surprise. You never know what it is, and they always have this special surprise um, when you show up at port for you that just makes it all that much richer and that much better. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to like and subscribe to our channel and hit that share button. Over to the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Cruise Chat. I'm Kathleen Penner, owner of Plenty of Sunshine Travel, and today I'm joined from Charmaine, and Charmaine is from Talk Cruises, and uh, she's going to talk to us a little bit about her brand and some of the things that they offer, so I'm really looking forward to it, so over to you. Great. Thanks so much, Kathleen. So, yes, welcome to probably... Um, I mean, I not to offend other rivers in Europe, but the Danube is definitely my favorite river. Um, and it's for lots of different reasons, but I'll also hopefully be able to show you why I love it so much and why I've been able to have the great pleasure of spending lots of time on that river as well too. So I do want to introduce the company to you as well. Um, as Kathleen said, it's Tauk. Um, and we're a family owned and operated company. We celebrated 95 years uh, this past July, a little quieter than we normally do for sure with all the things going on. Uh, so just to kind of give you um, a quick introduction because it really helps to sort of understand um, how we do things a little differently at Tauk than other companies. So in 1925, Arthur Sr. Um, put an ad in a local newspaper in uh, New Jersey um, to encourage people to come with him on the road as he was a traveling salesman in his Studebaker. Mm. Um, and it was $69 all-inclusive for a one-week tour. Wow. And uh, <laughs> Hard to believe. A couple of things have changed, ladies and gentlemen, since 1925. <laughs> uh, the Studebaker is no longer around. However, um, five people did reply to that ad. 
um, they loved it. Uh, they told their friends the next year he ran two trips and so on and so forth. However, we never did another ad. Uh, Arthur believed that that um, word of mouth was truly the best way to grow the business. And certainly this speaks to what we're doing today. Yeah. Um, because I think that in order to explain sort of what we do, how we do things differently from other companies uh, is far easier explained in a conversation than on a flat ad. Um, and one of my favorite takeaways from that very first ad, which I, um, I mean, I used to run an agency for many years, uh, would love to have put in the window, was it no pessimists and no grouches allowed? <laughs> um, not sure how we, how we, how we got away with it. Right, how he got away with it, but also how he enforced it. Yeah, well, um, it was like 1929, so things were a little right? different. Right? Yeah, exactly. Things were a little different. Um, but the, but one of the key reasons I tell you this, because we are going to talk about River, um, is that the core philosophies that Arthur had about running our journeys is still very much who we are today. And so we apply it to everything. We now visit seven continents. We travel by river. We have small ship programs, um, lots of journeys. But at heart, we're a land journey company. And so we apply that philosophy about everything we do. And we'll touch on all of it. So I won't bore you with all those slides at the start of it. But just to kind of give you that idea. And we are still run by the Tauk families I mentioned. Um, the third generation are really sort of in charge. However, Arthur Jr. in his uh, well into his 80s now uh, is still around, still sits on the board of directors with lots of input. And uh, they're just an incredible family. So now the fourth generation has actually um, started to work um, at the company as well too with internships and so on so mm -hmm. it's a really um, it's a really wonderful company to travel with and also work for mm -hmm. and I think that filters down through all of us um, with our directors all being employees as opposed to contracts so um, but anyway we're here to talk about River in particular mm -hmm. of course um, the Danube so just quickly as I said we really uh, focus on we want you as a guest to truly be in the moment and to do that, Arthur found in the very beginning that by including uh, everything up front, it allowed the guests to be more engaged, not only with each other, um, but also with the journey itself, because then there was no concerns, no worries, no wondering whether you know, do I want to spend another 50 bucks for that? Or in that case, in 1925, five cents, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but it really does allow us to, um, to do that. So we price it, the, the, the pricing that you see on the website um, and in any brochures, once we start printing them again, uh, is the price. That's what you see is what it is other than your airfare to get there. So we'll take care of everything uh, once you get on the journey so that you can stay fully in the moment. Um, and we have incredible TAUC directors, of course, on all of our river cruises, three to four of them, mm -hmm. um, wherever we go. So that's more than most river companies do, again, to give that more personalized service. And that will, um, of course, as we're moving um, sort of after sort of, well, I hate to say after COVID because I think it's here to stay, but, um, but to just how travel is evolving. Yeah. Um, so by having smaller groups, more directors sort of um, giving you that personalized service, mm -hmm. um, we traditionally always had smaller groups when you would go sightseeing off the ship um, with the local guides who, of course, are the experts, but the tour directors are still uh, with the group, um, sort of, you know, making sure everything is going well to allow the local guide to do their thing, um, sharing those incredible experiences. But little things I've witnessed over the years is that you forgot your um, umbrella on the ship or um, you needed 
to know where the ATM machines were after the tour was over. Um, and then just, again, even adding to what the guides do pre and post of the local experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's a really important feature for us. What we moved to a couple of years ago as well was to give guests choices. So now whenever you visit, you'll be able to choose from different activities if you're a history buff or you're a wine buff, mm -hmm. or even if you just like wine, you don't have to be a buff. Um, and you don't have to be in top shape. Certainly I don't fit the, well, the gentleman behind her is in different shape than the lady in the front. So, um, but the beauty of the Danube, what I always say to people is that if you are, um, if you do want to cycle, even if it's just once, and there is really, it's a spectacular way to do it um, along the riverbank. You feel like a European. That's certainly how a lot of them get around. Uh, so there are more opportunities. What's that? It is definitely, yes, they, they are very big for their bikes there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You have to always watch when you cross the road. Mm -hmm. um, so absolutely, I would tell you that Danube is your best choice for that. The only one that may not have as many active components to it would be if you did the Budapest to the Black Sea. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly along that main stretch, um, there are lots of biking opportunities almost daily, and they can be on your own with our bikes or um, in a guided setup. Uh, there's hiking opportunities as well, too, like Dernstein, for example, where you can go up to the top. So we have what we um, call a, an active component. So our tour directors sometimes will run them independently, or as I said, they're organized. But there's always giving people the choice because um, if any of you've traveled with friends and a potentially a small independent setup, you'll know we don't always all agree on what we want to do. Absolutely. So. so there's good to have different ways to separate and at the end of the day, discuss what you did. Exactly. Exactly. Not yeah. exactly. Exactly. You know, if my husband never saw another cathedral, he'd be quite happy where for me, I'm all about, you know, doing all of those wonderful all the things. museum type things. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love the art galleries of Europe and history for me is storytelling. So I love it. Um, the other thing as well, too, with almost all of our journeys, with maybe one or two exceptions, uh, they do are packaged up with land stays um, to give you more time in certain cities, which is also um, a great way. I mean, you can never get enough of Vienna. Uh, Budapest has become one of my new favorite cities. Uh, so again, a lot of our journeys have um, hotels built into it. Again, our directors are with you from the beginning to the end of the journey. One always remains on the ship, um, but the other directors are always with. Uh, you as soon as you arrive um, until you finish at the end of the journey and so some of the most iconic hotels in the world but also um, truly done everything we do we choose for the destination to enhance that so we want you to be in a great location but also um, you know to enhance the journey wherever we happen to be so um, this is sort of my boring slide but again just to sort of touch on um, that everything, truly, mm -hmm. you know, every river cruise company says they're all inclusive. Um, but when you start to dig into it, maybe not all the drinks are included, which isn't always a big thing. And some people say to me, well, you know, I'm not a big wine drinker. Well, if you drink pop instead of wine, that will cost you more money in Europe um, than the glass of wine will. Um, and again, it's done, right? And yeah. you don't always think about that, but coffees and, mm -hmm. and teas. And, and the story I always share is that Arthur Tauk, years ago, when we first launched River, uh, we didn't include all of the drinks. It was really done at cocktail parties. So every night before dinner, we'd get together, hang out in the lounge, talk about our day, talk about what we were doing the next day with the directors. Um, but what he found was he said, 
guest socializing was dictated by what we determined to be the cocktail party. And he said, that's not right. Because he said, some people enjoy having a social after dinner. So he said they would, he watched, they would wait till 4.30 when the bar would open and mm -hmm. that's when they would come to the lounge. And so he felt that was a little too restrictive. So he said, you know what? We'll just make them inclusive whenever they want. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't change the pricing because we were already buying certain things anyway, almost daily, well, and daily in fact, because wine and beer was always included at lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. And it allowed then our guests to make the journey themselves. It's unique to what they wanted when they wanted. Um, so it really did work well. And our guests, were, of course, were really happy about the whole thing. And, um, and we have what we call lanyards. Um, it's a Cajun word. It means a little something extra, and it applies to every journey we do at Tauk. And these are our little surprises. So um, I'll try not to give them away so that when you come on the trip, um, on the Danube or wherever you might want to go, um, you'll find these wonderful little fun surprises wherever. So back oh, to the Danube. Great. Yes. Yeah. Don't we all love surprises? I do, yeah. I, I love know. Christmas morning. It's awesome. Right? <laughs> it's the same exactly. sort of thing, yes. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and it really, I, what I love, too is that even if I've done an itinerary more than once um, every director brings a different um, feel and philosophy mm. and surprises so um, they so bring yeah, their personality great. into it so that's great. absolutely yeah. right and that's what makes it so great and having a team is they're usually a mix of uh, Europeans and North Americans um, so that makes it fun as well too mm -hmm. so um, yeah anyway so they uh, anyway so back to the Danube so um, here's the, some of the key reasons why I love this river so much is a you get to see four of the most incredible cities depending on the itinerary uh, there are lots of countries but the key thing I find with the Danube versus some of the other rivers or stretches of some rivers is the towns are um, sometimes a little further away or the cities are Mm -hmm. um, I mean, Vienna, you're not in the downtown core of it, but you're certainly very close to it. Uh, Bratislava, you literally just walk off the ship. Same with Budapest. So um, it really does allow um, for a lot of diverse sightseeing without having to spend long periods of time, perhaps on a coach to go and see them. So, mm -hmm. and again, as I said, it lends itself perfectly if you're a more active um, type of person, which traditionally some people have stayed away from river. Um, I don't know, Kathleen, if you found that over the years, but I think some people thought it was a very quiet kind of. Um, yeah, some people feel that river cruising is, is primarily for seniors, you know, low, yeah. low key. They don't realize that you can do all the, you know, the hiking and the more active excursions and they are, you know, they're just as good and they're, they're neat. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that the word senior is also um, defined differently. I mean, grandparents, um, everyone is more active longer than what yes. they were years ago. So yeah. this is sort of a funny slide, but I just wanted to show it to kind of give you geographically um, how the Danube sort of uh, flows. So mm -hmm. primarily the non-shaded area um, is the Danube itself. And one of the key things I like to just mention here is that you can tell the stretch between Budapest and Regensburg uh, is definitely the more concentrated uh, part of the Danube. So mm -hmm. this is where you'll have lots of towns, the wineries, um, the vineyards, you can see them from the ship, uh, but just in general, a little more concentrated. Uh, the journey we offer from Budapest to the Black Sea, uh, I always wanna just make sure people understand that it is different. This is um, more Europe of old. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have uh, the same development. Uh, you certainly got some incredible sightseeing. Obviously, the Iron Gate, and you can go into Romania to see um, um, what's the guy with um, ah, Vlad the uh, Dracula. Yes. Dracula's castle, all right. But anyway, but different kind of saying. Um, definitely more rural um, in stretches, and it really uh, we don't run a lot of dates on this, but it tends to fill up quickly just because if you've done the other sort of thing. So I wouldn't. It's necessarily... a little less traveled, so it's more yeah. interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I always say, if it's your first time, that might not be the right itinerary. Mm -hmm. um, but certainly. Um, uh, but but different and unique all in itself. So the Blue Danube is um, probably everyone, including ourselves, number one selling itinerary for all the most wonderful reasons. It does mm -hmm. the key stretch of the Danube. It includes a couple of nights in Budapest, a couple of nights in Prague, um, which isn't on the Danube. Some people... Um, tend to think that it is it's on different rivers of course um, and every journey we do at talc we have what we call sparkling events now things will look a little different than this photo going forward because we can't have quite that many people in one room but mm -hmm. we will still be taking our guests yeah, to this yes Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Already processes in place. Um, but I do like to just highlight this because this is the Palais Pallavicini. Uh, it is in the heart of Vienna. Uh, the family were neighbors of the Hofburg. So it's right in the heart of the city, just up the street from where the Lipizzaner horses are to kind of give you that perspective. Um, and again, so it's not just the location, but um, when we visit here, we sort of take it up a step more than what other companies might do mm -hmm. and not to just be sounding like I'm trying to brag but my point being is that when we look at everything we do at Talc, we want to make sure that everyone has come away doing what they wanted to do and what is iconic or the essence and mm -hmm. Vienna the essence of Vienna is music yes and in most cases you have to pay a little bit extra um, to go and enjoy a musical component of the city. So we've um, designed this so everyone can go, obviously you can eat on the ship if you want to, um, but we take you off the ship, um, you're greeted with a beautiful glass of champagne on the other side of the doors that you see here, um, mm -hmm. and there's music playing, the quartet is um, playing, you've got your glass of champagne, our host is there explaining um, a little bit of the history of this beautiful palace, and typically, um, that's sort of where other companies might stop. But what we found is that to really enjoy it, we need to take it to the next level. So they open up these beautiful doors. We go into this incredible Baroque ballroom. Um, we sit down, we have a four course meal. I can tell you honestly, I can't remember what I ate. It really isn't about the food. It's the quartet continuing to play. Um, there's ballet performances um, throughout the evening. And the hostess is an opera singer. So I always say don't sing all night. You're a big opera fan, but mm -hmm. um, but again, it just allows for that incredible musical night out um, and enjoying it with friends and being able to. Um, yeah, I mean, one of the key things about this palace, and again, it's probably iconic to anywhere you go in Vienna, but this is where Mozart played um, as a young boy. So mm -hmm. um, so again, you've got the history, and it is just um, Baroque to the Baroque. 
So um, anyway, but every journey has an opportunity um, where we go off the ship for dining and entertainment and it varies with wherever we happen to be. Uh, and again, as I said, just, yeah. And Chesky Crumb Love is what's in the background here in case mm -hmm. you were wondering. Um, I've got the cathedral coming off the top of my head. I just noticed. Um, <laughs> Chesky Crumb Love is one of these incredible discoveries um, and truly a discovery in more recent times when you think about history in Europe. And it's not far and it's one of the opportunities and you can choose. So where you see the yellow on the map, that's where we're going to leave the ship um, potentially by coach. That's certainly how we get up to Prague. Um, so that day you have a very difficult decision. You have to choose between Chesky Kromlov for the day or Salzburg. Mm. however both wonderful choices and again depending on your interest and our directors are there to certainly entertain and explain the differences for you and you can't go wrong with either one of them right. um, so this is the Strahov Monastery this is another exclusive for Tauk um, what you can't really see the doorway down at the very end actually has a rope across it so when you visit um, this monastery you're not allowed into the library but we have um, special arrangements that allow us to go in with the local guides. Um, and again, it's not so much just to say, no, we got in and you didn't. Um, it's really to allow our guests to have an incredible visit. And what you can't see and what I won't show you is the other side of this library, which is even more spectacular than this room. So again, it just um, something that we felt was worth the added um, value and cost if you're interested in seeing and learning about this incredible, incredible place. Yeah. Now, on the other side, we also know some guests have different interests besides history and art. Mm -hmm. um, so we designed a new, um, sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself. This is actually for people with a little less time. So this is a one week cruise only. Mm -hmm. on the Danube. Um, so it allows you um, different opportunities to see some different things. I'm still taking you, of course, to that wonderful night out uh, in Vienna, but adding a few other little different things in there as well, too. Um, and again, just for maybe if you haven't got quite as much time, you can just spend one week on that beautiful river. And again, I talked earlier about choices and certainly uh, Germany, Europe, Aust Austria, um, they all have... Um, these well-preserved uh, memorials, uh, mm -hmm. concentration camps, in this case, mm -hmm. a, what was a workhouse. Um, mm -hmm. So you can choose if you wish on that itinerary to visit Mauthausen, uh, which was a work camp. It was predominantly a lot of Russians um, at this one in a, in a very idyllic, beautiful little village in Austria. It's rather, you really get to see um, how it, potentially might have even felt you know you're you're at this very somber place and then down the hillside you can see this um this beautiful little town but again not everyone wants to do this or is able to or you know so again it's a choice but it really if you get an opportunity it's a very moving uh, memorial. Mm -hmm. So here's where I started to talk. So again, for people maybe that are interested in some different things, that part of Europe especially lends itself towards the automotive. Mm -hmm. um, so here we've got a new journey for next year for 21. It's all about cars. Mm -hmm. um, I had a quick look last night and I think only one date has space left on it. So, wow. um, so if you, yeah, I mean here it's Europe, man, this is where Porsche was built, where the mm -hmm. Mercedes was built, where the BMWs were built. So um, a different um, itinerary again, but still giving people choices because mm -hmm. potentially if you're traveling with someone who loves all things cars, you know, maybe you aren't that into it. Um, 
so again, uh, different opportunities to see different things, the Porsche Family um, Museum, and then also getting an opportunity if you've never driven on the Audubon um, yeah, to be able yeah. to do that, right? Yeah, so yeah. yeah, and I always laugh at this photo though, because the Audubon doesn't look like that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's a highway, of course, but, yeah. um, but in any case, you do get that opportunity to be able to do that. And the tour goes to Frankfurt as well, which is um, not something you typically see um, on a river cruise, especially mm -hmm. off the uh, off the uh, Danube. Anyway, another one with completely different history as well, um, where we've got a one week um, cruise along the Danube, and we've combined it with one or two cities. Um, mm -hmm. You can do it with Berlin, but you can also add Krakow if you've not been there. Um, mm -hmm. Again, some opportunities to see and do different things. Um, the Krakow tour from the ship is by coach, um, but you can see there on the left side of the screen that. Um, it's rail, actually, that we take you um, to and from Berlin. So again, an opportunity mm -hmm. to um, delve deeper into certain history. This is a really um, history-focused uh, journey, I think, is probably a great way to describe that. Mm -hmm. uh, but again, it includes the city or the village. I'm not sure how you describe Passau, but I have to say Passau is probably one of my uh, delightful surprises. Um, a wonderful little town. I've seen it at different times of the year, and it's really just um, a spectacular uh, little spot. Mm -hmm. um, just quickly as well, too, many years ago, a little over probably 10 or 12 now, um, we came up with a program we call Bridges. And bridges are designed for families wanting to travel together. Having said that, we get people on it without kids, so it really mm -hmm. kind of depends on on what you're interested in, but be sure to know that there will be children traveling on board, typically over Good the age of eight. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. So you don't mm -hmm. accidentally um, do it. They are, tend to be a little more active, um, more hands-on, still the history. We want our kids to learn things, um, mm -hmm. but the key difference here is doing it together. Yeah. And what a great um, way for kids to see the world and to, to learn all that right? history firsthand. I think that's awesome. Yeah, it is. And you know, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, the Danube for a brief moment, but um, I had the opportunity many years ago to visit, um, do a bridges journey, mm. uh, to be able to experience it as a as an employee. So I was without my family, without my kids, and um, so I was really able to sit back and observe and watch the magic. And I have to tell you, I. Um, sat down with a there was a large family of nine it was the grandparents their kids their grandkids mm -hmm. and um one particular very warm um morning i um, had the opportunity to sit with the grandfather um, and it was his idea to do the whole thing and his reasoning behind it and what he said i will always be grateful to tao who gave him the opportunity we were on the wrong but we started in paris for two mm -hmm. nights and he said, you know, I was the man that held my granddaughter's hand the first time they saw the Eiffel Tower light up. Oh, and I mean, I was like, I'm, I tear up just thinking about it. But you know, these are the things you can't put, you can't watch on a computer screen or um, it's really giving people that opportunity. And it's definitely a growing uh, brand for us because more people are looking to I mean, maybe after COVID, some of us need a break from our families, yeah. depending on your situation. Um, but again, just keep it in mind that we do run uh, one over the holidays, which is a fun time to do it, and then run one in the summer months as well, too. And I think that's also great with so many families being, I don't want to say forced to, but taking the opportunity right now to homeschool because they're not yeah. ready to send them back to school. So oh my gosh. this is such a, a good itinerary for them 
to sort of say, you know what, we're going to do totally hands-on right now and we're going right. to learn this way. And yeah. they're going to learn so much more experience. And oh, more absolutely. I mean, when you're um, where history was made, you know, mm -hmm. I can remember touring Nuremberg. Um, and this is where so much um, history happened, you know, in the 40s during um, the Nazi regime. And so it's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to stand on that very somber square yeah. and see what happened, you know, and how we can connect it to things going on um, still within our own history. So yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you're absolutely right. I think that, um, and what I always found is that it, it encourages kids to, uh, of all ages, but to just step out of their comfort zones and do different things, but, but doing it with each other. Yes. Um, and so that everybody gets to be a part of that and not just hanging out for dinner, which sometimes happens with family um, journeys where, you know, you're separating the kids mm -hmm. all day. Um, mm -hmm. In this case, everything is designed, even if they're flying kites off the back of the boat, um, it's designed for everybody to, I'm not sure what the history aspect of that is, but, but yeah. kids tend to have but you're fun. You're doing it together it. and that's what's important. Right. You're collecting the memories. And, and that's, that's the key. So important, yes. And that's what we, you know, mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, Kathleen, but I know one of the things that we spent lots of time doing, um, I recently lost uh, my dad, and but going through photos and what we talked about was the journeys, mm -hmm. the trips we took together, the times that we spent sharing moments, and that's really what sustains us through. Yes, yes. and I'm sorry times. for your loss. Oh, I'm glad you, you. I'm would. sorry for your loss. I'm glad you have the memories, though. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Mm -hmm. You know, and we uh, we felt certainly blessed to have so many great things to uh, be able to share and talk um, about him. Mm -hmm. And um, I was also fortunate because as a young kid, my dad was in the military, and we spent a few years in Germany. And um, I discovered a great love for Christmas markets. And as much as I hate to talk about snow, there is a little bit of it in this uh, photo. Mm -hmm. uh, but this is really probably the most magical place to. To be at Christmas time. Uh, Vienna, have you had the opportunity to go yet? I haven't. This is on my list, but this is going to be on my list when I can afford to bring an extra two suitcases to bring back. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas is my thing. I love Christmas and oh. I love picking gifts for people that mean something. And I yeah. think those markets, they're all handmade. They all mean they something. Are. And I think I'll go a little bit too crazy. So I'm holding off on this itinerary until I'm I, I would agree it. with you. I watch yes. many people buying extra suitcases. Mm -hmm. um, some of it just for the mugs because every market has a unique mug. Okay. Um, and you get yeah. your glugwein and your or what, a hot chocolate or whatever you mm -hmm. like to drink. And there is something so amazing even for people who don't like to shop um my boss went he hates shopping he said it was the mo his favorite trip he's ever done um and he doesn't celebrate christmas either but he loved everything about the trip yeah just because of the you get caught up in the magic and i always say you after you go to christmas markets you come home and everything in this country sometimes looks a little uh, commercialized and tacky um, but this yeah. is yeah. Uh, this is the rat house so this is one of many markets um, mm -hmm. in Vienna and the talk is that uh, what will they'll be doing moving forward is spreading these markets out through more streets to give everybody more opportunity and more space okay. uh, but there's a skating rink here um, and it's just so 
wonderful. And the, and the Rath House, which of course is the city hall, um, is lit up just as you see it here. And then in Vienna itself, along the, the downtown, the main uh, pedestrian area, there are actual crystal chandeliers um, strung up. And it really, it's, you just stand there in awe of everything. And of course it helps to have that um, warm glass of whatever you choose to drink in your hand. But, and then you've got the shopping on top of that. So there really is some really amazing, uh, my tree is well decorated. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. All sorts of, yeah. So as I said, it's really a wonderful time to go. There are one week itinerary along the Danube um, mm -hmm. and you can certainly add on to that to see more of, I mean, you can't get enough of Vienna in, in my opinion anyway. Yes. Um, so of course today I didn't want to go through every single itinerary. I will be mm -hmm. here all day and we do have a time limit. I'm not even watching myself, but I think, I mean, maybe have gone over a little bit. Um, but just to let you know, if you're very much interested in music, um, every itinerary along the Danube has a musical aspect. Um, but we have one itinerary that is razor focused on music where we have a doctorate of music on board. Um, who performs um, not only concerts on the ship um, exclusively, but also does lecture, lectures. And we do lectures, I shouldn't call them lectures, talks. We do talks on all of our itineraries because of the opportunity we've been given with having extra tour directors. Um, so for example, the uh, Christmas market one I did, we had a, one of our guides is from uh, Prague. And so he did a talk with us one day and a demonstration of things that he did growing up in Prague. So different, okay. um, yeah, just different yeah. things, right. That yeah. we all do slightly differently. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But on this particular one, there's definitely, um, more music, more focus on music. Um, and it's also an, an extremely popular one for all of the right reasons. Um, the Budapest to the Black Sea, as we talked about at the beginning, um, is again, something a little bit different. Um, and of course the Danube is incorporated into other itineraries where you combine them, um, with the Rhine and the Mine Canal. So I um, just wanted to let people know that it isn't just um, the Danube itself. You can do it with some other ones. Um, so just quickly, just want to show you how we get along um, traveling along the river because how you travel is also um, important. But ultimately what we focus on is the destination experiences. Mm -hmm. uh, we're a family-owned company. We don't own anything per se. Um, so we've partnered up with a family company out of Europe called, um, well, the Wrightsma family, but the company is called Skilla. Uh, so they own our river boats and they design and build. Um, we have a fleet of eight currently um, exclusively for Talc. So they look mm -hmm. different from their other ships. Um, they'll have the same logos on the outside, uh, but these ones are specifically for us. So there's only the Talc guest on board. Mm -hmm. um, the crew work for Skilla. However, we select and train um, the crew that work for us because we need them to understand our specific market as opposed to a European one. Mm -hmm. uh, so the food, everything is sort of designed um, to give what we know our clientele are looking for. Mm -hmm. um, we have a really high repeat factor at, at Tauk. So a lot of guests have traveled with us 10, 15 times. So there's a certain expectation. But what Arthur really wanted to ensure was that um, the ships reflected being in Europe. Um, so they have a sort of classic European look to them, mm -hmm. uh, but that they're all the same. 
So virtually, no matter which one you're on, um, it's about the destination and less on the ship itself, but giving you everything you need to, um, to certainly enjoy that. But just know the standard is sort of um, there. And we have less people on board and probably even less going forward. Uh, again, not to focus too much on the ship itself, because to me, it's what you see. And of course, you don't want to be in this room all the time, because all you're going to see is one side of the river. Um, it's very different from an ocean ship where you might want to have that balcony opportunity. Of course, these are uh, French balconies, which open, but don't, um, you don't sit outside as such, but you can certainly feel as though you're outside when you open those windows, but you want to be on the sun deck, right, Kathleen, where you yes. want to be able to take yeah. all of it and in. I also love balcony rooms because of the view as soon as you wake up, because I mean, right? you can't be looking out the second you wake up to look and see and see those shores, and that's just know, stunning too. So, right? so you need a nice course, mix, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And it is nice sometimes just to sit and have a quiet moment in your room with a cup of coffee or whatever, mm -hmm. um, and just watch the world go by. But one thing we always have to mention, because some people aren't aware of it, um, that is different about river is the rafting. Um, so when you wake up in the morning, sometimes just be careful before you open the curtain that you may have a guest on the other side on another ship. Yes. <laughs> sometimes that makes it fun. But again, mm. I think um, we'll be seeing, um, you know, again, it depends on the port and where we are. But you're right. It's uh, it really is a nice way to wake up uh, mm. in the morning for sure. Um, the other thing, yeah. And then the other mm. thing that we do at Tauk is at the, uh, the uh, back of the ship or the stern, um, we, where some companies put their 700 square foot suites, um, we've decided to create an alternate dining. So this is Arthur's, of course, named for our uh, forefather. Mm -hmm. And um, so this is a great place to go. You can eat there. It's open pretty much all day and evening, well into about 11 o'clock at night. It has a bar area. Um, it has a menu. So you just sit down and order off that, or you can just sit and take in the beautiful view at the back yeah. of the ship. Um, so those windows open up, you can sit outside as well, um, or they open up the windows on a beautiful evening or afternoon as well too. So again, it's just giving guests that extra choice that they don't have to always go to the main dining area, um, but allowing it as a really great public space. So. Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. Yeah. And then just lastly, just to sort of, you know, summarize in that we do include just about everything. I know some mm -hmm. people some will look at our pricing and think, you know, uh, but keep in mind, there are no specials. Everyone pays the same price. We mm -hmm. carefully thought and priced it out um, so that you never have that conversation where somebody turns to you and says, well, you know, how much did you pay? Um, everybody pays. It's a level playing field, even if mm -hmm. you've done 20 trips with Tauk. Um once you've traveled with us, we do include a complimentary hotel night pre or post a journey. Uh, so we do appreciate the guests that have traveled with us and come back. Um, but again, it's all part of um, ensuring that everyone is enjoying the journey in the same way. Right. Um, it was really important to Arthur back in 1925 and continuing on that mm -hmm. all of our guests are treated the same. Yes. Um, and, and it's good uh, to like if you were to price out all those individual experiences that you have, you're getting right. a very good value for what you're getting. Absolutely. It's fabulous once you price all that out and you sort of add it up and you go, okay, that I did get sticker shock, but it's really yeah. not that much if you, if you exactly. factor in what you're getting. Yes. 
Absolutely. And what I always say to everyone, value is a key word, but it's an individual word. So what's a value to you? Um, so if these sort of things are really what you um, value in a vacation, uh, then it's worth considering exactly mm -hmm. what you just said and comparing mm -hmm. actual apples to apples. Yes. Uh, because some people, as I said, do, do allude that they include everything, but when you actually look at it, um, don't necessarily do so. And we don't do it to keep our pricing higher. As I said, it was really everything we've done is carefully thought out um, mm -hmm. to add to the experience as opposed to, you know, um, making it more expensive. It's just designed um, that everything comes with a cost um, and that this is what um, it all works out to. And uh, as I said, we have a really high... Um, uh, repeat factor. Mm -hmm. So here's another shot. I believe that's Dernstein um, in the background, that lovely little, yeah, I love, anyway, it just makes me want to go every time mm -hmm. I see this. I'm ready um, to travel, let's go. <laughs> right, and again, I think going forward especially, we have uh, put a number of policies in place, they're up on the website, or Kathleen, you can share mm -hmm. it with us. I will, yeah. Um, we will have the, um, uh, uh, oh, I've just forgotten it, but everyone will be taking it, um, a wellness pledge mm -hmm. I've got the right word so now this is recorded but in any case hopefully my boss isn't watching um, but again it's just that we want everyone within the company our local guides everyone we work with at TAF but our guests as well too um, to sign that pledge mm -hmm. um, that we will all to your eye we will all commit to doing a, a safe and healthy um, journey wherever we go and uh, that way we'll all be able to have that peace of mind yes at absolutely. the end of the day right is what it's all about and always has been we're just moving into a different world mm -hmm. uh, wherever we happen to go so yeah so that's um that's kind of it for me i don't know did, did you think of anything i missed or not at all no i think you covered it beautifully and it was so nice to see you know the inside of the ship looks stunning it's gorgeous mm -hmm. you don't often see those nice two tiers with that stairway so that's gorgeous. right yeah and, uh, it's just great and i love the immersive experiences i think it's yeah. fabulous yes so thank you so Makes much for taking this you're welcome today. thank you so much for having me join you today yes we'll have to have you back and maybe discuss a different itinerary and dig in that would that be lovely Yes. Yeah, and then Thank I'll have to so confess much. that I love another place. I bet. Um, there's too many to choose from. You there can't is. Have a there like a is. child, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All righty. Thanks so much, Kath. And you have a great day. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks. Hey, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's cruise chat with Talk Cruise Lines. And I really enjoyed learning all about them. I love how they have those nice immersive experiences. And I really like the idea of their, their cruises with the children. Those uh, week-long ones that they have where it's really immersive and it's all set up for things that they can experience with smaller children. I think that's awesome, especially for all the parents who need to be homeschooling right now due to COVID. So that's a really great way to learn. Uh, next week, I'm going to be meeting with Princess Cruise Lines, and we're going to be discussing all about their brand and some other fun things there, so make sure you join us next week. Also to note, in the description down at the bottom in the show notes, I'm going to have a link to the show notes page, and that's going to be a blog post that I have made up with all the highlights from this week's cruise chat. So that will be a way that we can um, just highlight things that I thought was super important. Remember to subscribe to our channel so that you can see when the new shows come out. I do a cruise chat every single week with a different cruise line. I also have a different destination uh, seminars where we meet with a different um, either tour operator or a destination. I've met with Grenada, Jamaica, 
Nineveh, all kinds of cool places. So make sure you check those out too, so you can see all kinds of places to travel to. Thank you so much for joining us, and I look forward to sailing with you soon. Bye, everybody, and have a great week.